This is the Build Your Best Family podcast, where we help you live a life of purpose with the ones you love and become the family you were meant to be. We just celebrated the 100th episode of this show. I can't even believe how fast time has flown. And now we're working on a fresh new season that will launch at the end of September. In the meantime, we'll be rebroadcasting our most popular episodes from the last two years. Your favorites, the ones that got downloaded the most and shared the most. We'll also be celebrating this incredible milestone with a new giveaway each week on social media. You can follow me on Instagram as at Kimberly Amici or also at at Build Your Best Family for more details. This week's episode originally aired in November of 2018. It's with Ali Kazaza. There are days when I feel like more of a manager than a mom. I spend a lot of my time coordinating schedules and putting away the stuff that we've accumulated in our home. Yes, I am absolutely grateful for all that we've been given to take care of, but it is all too easy for those things to suck up my time, energy, and resources, which are absolutely vital to intentionally building culture in my home. Can you relate to that, Carl, or is that just a mom thing? Oh my gosh, I love this episode. You know, I listened to this episode. I know you did the interview, but I was uh, I was I was eating this one up because I mean, what guy doesn't hate stuff? All too much stuff <laughs> being around the house. I mean, you come home and isn't it nice when when it's when it's there you're not tripping over the shoes walking in the door, you're not tripping over toys depending on your kid's age. You know, and then you you look at how many toys are just laying around, and you're like, "Wow, we have a lot of stuff." And and I remember the one comedian. Remember that that one comedian that we listened to. I don't know if it was on an, an Instagram post or about this about calling calling moms the stuff manager. That was hilarious because it's true. Because it's not even just that you know there it's expensive stuff. It's just so much stuff. And you know, when you have your first child. You get a lot of stuff from all of your relatives that think, oh, wow, this is their first grandchild and this is awesome. And you're like, no, this this, yeah. is, this is too much stuff. But you can't say no to some of the things that they're giving you. And you're like, wow. Then you just accumulate a lot. So I love this episode because she gives a lot of practical advice on how to go about those episodes of people giving you too much, have planning around what you actually get with your family and relatives and what you exchange i think Mm -hmm. you know she gives a lot of great advice so this is a good episode this is a really good episode i think we all need this one so what area of our lives specifically obviously the toys and the shoes in the mudroom i kind of feel like you're trying to tell me something here (laughs) (laughs) besides that what is one of the areas in our lives that overwhelms you or that has overwhelmed you in the past that prevents us from doing what matters to us well, I think if we think back to when the kids were a little bit younger, um, one of the things that comes to mind is um, was the landscaping. So, as you, you know, I was working quite a few hours um, during the week. I was usually free on the weekends, but, you know, we were in a new home um, and I thought it would be cool <laughs> to do the landscaping myself. You know, our first home together and, uh, you know, in the suburbs, we're out of the city and um, I thought it might be cool. You know, this lawn doesn't look too large. But then, then over the weeks and then into fall, I was spending too many hours, especially in the fall, outside mm-hmm. um, by myself. Because the kids were young and they really couldn't 
help at that moment in time. So in that moment in life, I thought it, I got to a point where I'm like, I'm taking too much time away from my family and enjoying them. And I can't incorporate them into this mm-hmm. so that it was worth trying to figure out how to budget the money necessary to have, um, you know, the landscaping done for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a big relief, I think. And, and it really freed us up to be able to do more things together and really intentionally kind of build our culture. Like That, that just didn't fit in mm-hmm. with it at that time. So I think that's a great example. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't even something that you enjoyed. It's not like that was like the way that you kind of like let your hair down and relaxed over the weekend. I mean, there's some people that love being outdoors and don't mind doing that stuff. But I think on top of the fact that you wasn't your favorite thing to do, to have that pull you away from the family and the time we could be spending together, I think yeah. is, wasn't good. It wasn't the favorite thing I do. But remember, I did landscaping when I was a kid. So I'm thinking, ah, oh, this is a no brainer. I can do this. <laughs> But, um, you know, it's a little bit different when you have these huge trees with all these leaves and everything else. Go, they, they come, you, you just forget. And, yeah. and again, taking the time away from the family just became too much. Mm-hmm. So what stood out to me in this interview, Kim, was that removing the stuff helps you really focus on the things that matter. How does that, what were your takeaways from this interview? Well, when, as I was talking to her, I thought about the renovation that we went through a couple of years ago. And one of the first things we did was we had, we started boxing things up so we could get them out of the house so that we could renovate certain rooms. And the renovation that we did was, had such a bigger, much bigger scope than we thought about. And so for seven months, we basically lived in our dining room and our foyer on the first floor because every other room in the house had been worked on. And it was even our bedroom. So we were up on the third floor in this small room, which was great. Um, But don't forget our, about our basement. Oh, we had our basement. Yeah. But during that time, we lived, we literally lived with less because we had boxed everything up that we, that was in those rooms. Right. And so when we did that, we had to figure out what do we think we're going to need over the next couple of months? What are the things, the things we can do without? And so when you're in a season when you're, when you don't have restraints, you think I need everything. Like I, I have to live with all of this stuff. I want this. This is important to me. I'm going to access this. I'm going to, I'm going to need this book. I'm going to need this, you know, utensil. And during that season, I really found out that I could do just as much with less. And one of the things where um, I think we really were successful was in the area of cooking. So we set up our basement with a table and we had a Foreman grill, a crock pot and a skillet. Hot plate. Yep. And I was literally able to continue to cook meals with those three things. And what that, that restriction did for me was not make our life worse. It helped me to be more creative. And I still was able to put meals on the table, albeit in our basement, um, with less. I used less of everything. And then there was then it was time to transition back to a house with, with plenty of storage and plenty of access and open those boxes back up again. And after we were done with that renovation, there was a lot of stuff that we got rid of. That I was like, we don't need to put this stuff back into our house because we lived for seven months without it. And so as she was talking about this, part of my brain was going, no, I want to keep everything. And then part of me was like, God, there's so much stuff that other people could use that I just don't need. Wow. You know what? I love that time, actually. You know, the funny thing is, is that like there's a lot of people that we've talked to that said, I hate renovations, right? It's like the worst thing ever. Mm -hmm. And I was actually thinking it was almost the best thing ever. It was the best thing ever, I think, because of you, because you were cooking great meals on those little (laughs) things. And I'm thinking, wow, what are we going to get when we get to that nice (laughs) stove upstairs? I'm like, 
wow, we're going to even have better meals. I'm yeah. like, this is actually so good. And then getting rid of a whole bunch of stuff, even though it was a bit chaotic and how we had to live around like these plastic walls, you mm. know, just, just with and the dust and everything. But, but I was loving the simplicity of, of that time. And, and you're right. We threw out so much stuff. I remember yeah. that first um, garage sale that we had. Mm-hmm. There was so much stuff, and we didn't need any of it. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I think it made it successful because of Allie, because we listened to her stuff before mm-hmm. we actually did that. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that I that we did because of Allie as well is simplify the dishes. The dishes. Mm-hmm. Get rid of all the five different kinds that you have. Get one of mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. Get enough of it. And, and just and and get rid of that kind of chaos in your closet, you know? Mm-hmm. That was awesome. Yeah. Thanks, Allie. <laughs> you know, when I think about culture, um, specifically when, when it came to us, is that um, we love to play games. And we've talked about this numerous times. But I really wanted a ping pong table. And one of the things that I think that you kept saying was we don't have enough room. And why do you want more stuff? And to me, this ping pong table was like, all it is is just a table, a few paddles and a few balls. But it it lined up with our values. It lined up with what was important to us. And in order to make that a reality, that means that we needed to clean out our garage. That means that we need to, and we still have to do this. I see you smiling, but the spring is going to be here. And that's when we'll do this. Um, we did get a ping pong table, but when I'm in the garage, I'm looking around and I'm seeing the things that we can get rid of that we absolutely don't use tools. We don't use because we have a landscaper. Um, someday I'm going to use those tools. No, pots that we, <laughs> we don't plant flowers. So with those pots that are accumulating. So like just even f- in order to make games and that particular game, a part of our life, a part of our family culture, we need to get rid of things. We need to just say, no, we don't need a garage full of stuff that we're not using. Let's move the ping pong table in there because the rewards are amazing. I mean, you were out there the other night with our son at 10 o'clock on a Friday night. And how awesome is that, that you can pop out there, play a little bit, connect, bond, and continue to play games and continue to like take that thread of simple fun throughout our lives because we're willing to make changes and let go of the things that are holding us back. It was good to clean it out. I think we did part one of the clean out. So you're, you're indicating that we still need to do part two of the clean out. I am. Okay. I am definitely. I got you. Hey there. Did you know every family is known for something? What do you want your family to be known for? Download our free family culture discussion sheet. In just 30 minutes, you'll explore who you are as a family and discover who you want to become together. Go to www.thefamilycultureproject.com and start living a life of purpose with the ones you love today. Be sure to type in the, T-H-E, familycultureproject.com for the free download. Today, I'm talking with Allie Kazaza. Allie is from Southern California, married to her junior high sweetheart, and is mom to four young children. She inspires and encourages her audience at AllieKazaza.com. She's the host of The Purpose Show and is the creator of Your Uncluttered Home, an online decluttering course that earned her national attention for her philosophy of simple motherhood. Her business is built on minimalism and how we can all live a more purposeful life if we cut out all the stuff to create space for enjoying the life we're living. She's been featured on the Today Show, Good Morning America, The Huffington Post, and even ABC News. Everyone has really taken to a realistic, doable, mom-friendly philosophy of minimalism and simplified life. 
absolute pleasure to have you on the show. I have really enjoyed following you over the last two years and just learning about intentional living and how to simplify my life and how to get rid of the stuff that just weighs me down. And so I'm really excited for our listeners to hear more about that so that they can create a strong family culture. Yeah, I'm excited to share. It's going to be good. Good. Um, so when I first heard about minimalism, I mean, I, I've been on the, I've been online and blogging for a while. So when people started first talking about it, I thought it was about getting rid of everything you own, you know, a home with white walls, modern furniture, and I know better now. That's that's absolutely not what it is. So would you just talk to us a little bit about what minimalism is? Yeah. So and I think I mean. I don't think that that was a crazy misconception of yours. I think that a lot of people do kind of focus it on those things and it's Mm kind of like less for the sake of less. And um, for me, it's more like less, less for the sake of more of what matters. Mm -hmm. And so it's clearing that the stuff, the clutter in your home and your life so that you can focus on what really matters to you because what is taking up our physical space requires something from us. It requires not only money when we purchase it, but time when it Mm -hmm. takes up our space, takes up our time because we have to maintain it and clean it up. And, you know, it's more things for little ones to pull out if you've got little ones and it just Mm -hmm. kind of, it takes over even if it seems like it's not. So it's really about saying, I want my priorities to be my family, you know, my work, my time. I don't want my stuff to own me. I'm going to put this, this place of this part of my life in its place and say, I'm going to own my stuff and decide to be intentional about what's taking up my space and time um, and have it be a, a side note, not my whole life. Um, And especially for mothers, a lot of them spend their days cleaning up after their life instead of living it. And so for me, that's the focus. It's about intentionally saying, no, this isn't going to take up all my time. I'm not going to clean up all day. I want to, I want that to be a side note and I want to live and enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like um, sometimes as mom, our job description is just stuff manager, <laughs> right. especially when you have multiple children. You know, mm-hmm. I think, I think one of the reasons why families fail to be present with one another and have a strong family culture is because of overwhelm. So just to, get, to talk to us a little bit more about how minimalism can help with that and eliminate yeah. that overwhelm. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, like I said before, what takes up your space is taking up your time, whether you realize it or not. And I like to use the toaster as an example. So pretty much everyone has a toaster or a toaster oven. It just kind of sits there and, and you need it. I'm not saying to start throwing away your toaster, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's there and it's, something that's super mundane that pretty much everybody has. Um, but even your toaster, if it's just sitting there serving its purpose when you need it to, is taking up some amount of your time. You have to wipe the fingerprints off of it. You have to dump the crumb tray. Um, you do use it because it's there mm-hmm. and you know you lift it up and clean under it. It's just, even if it's a couple seconds, it's time. And so if you think about that and accept like, yeah, that's true. We'll now think about every book, every sock, every toy, every pen, every piece of paper, every bill you have on the countertop unpaid, all of those things are, are distracting you and taking up your energy and your focus. And they're requiring some amount of time and maintenance from you. Mm -hmm. And so if you were to, let's just imagine that everyone listening here is on the other side, they go all the way through, they say no to all that. They simplify down to what is joyful, what is serving them and what is necessary imagine how that would feel like imagine how much more time you would have if there was less laundry 
less dishes, more of a routine in place with the fewer things that you have. Mm -hmm. And all the stuff that you're doing and maintaining was put on autopilot. What would you even do? And Mm -hmm. it's it's a hundred thousand times more than you're even imagining right now because you don't realize how heavy you were until you're lightened. So mm-hmm. when you actually do it and you start to simplify, you see how much overwhelm you actually had and how much simpler this makes your life. So it really is about removing overwhelm through removing stuff and the, the physical clutter is life clutter. Yeah. You know, we, we moved and when we um, moved, we packed everything up that we didn't need so we could show the house. Right. And we had boxes and boxes in the garage and it was wonderful for those couple months to not have that stuff. And then when we moved into this new house, we put it right in the basement and we lived full year without opening any of those boxes. And it was so freeing. And that, it was like an epiphany. It was like, I was like, don't open the boxes. They're going straight out of the house. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You obviously don't need them. Yeah. And you don't realize it until you take the time to just get rid of that stuff. Um, you know, I can almost already hear our listeners saying, I love this, but I have no idea where to start. So if they're not getting ready to move, like I did, (laughs) and they don't have an excuse to put things in a box, what are some of the key areas that you would say that they could declutter right now that they would see like immediate results and feel like, wow, this there's potential here. Yeah. So for immediate results, usually the three time suckers are, if you're a mom, the kids toys. Mm -hmm. Um, This is actually where I started. Um, I didn't know anything. Minimalism wasn't really a thing. It wasn't a fad. Um, I didn't know that that's what I was aiming for. I just was desperate to simplify because my life and my home was so overwhelming. Um, So I started there. And the reason that that's a big energy and time sucker for moms is because when kids have more toys and too many options, they can't thrive. They don't play well. And anyone listening, think about it. If you have a, a designated toy area or a playroom that's just overstuffed with toys, your kids probably go in there. You say, go play. They go in there. They dump everything out. Maybe they're looking for something. Maybe they're just bored. And then they come out a few minutes later like, I'm bored or I want a snack. Like they're not even, it's not even serving its potential. Um, and it's not serving its purpose. So when you clear that and you simplify down to things that your kids love, things that are um, have helping them have like constructive and imaginative playtime, they will stay in there for a lot longer, like mm-hmm. hours. And I see yeah. it every time. So that's a big one. Also the kitchen simplifying like in the dishes. Um, I don't know why, but pretty much everybody, including myself back in the day has multiple sets of dishes. Like, I don't know what it is or why, but it's pretty typical for a family to have more than one or two even sets of dishes. Mm -hmm. And -hmm. usually it's like a family of four or five or six. And it's like, why do we have 19 dishes? (laughs) So (laughs) simplify that, let go, pick a set that you love, have enough for your family and some spares for, you know, if a couple comes over, do paper plates. If you have a party or have a spare set, if you don't want to do paper plates, but put it somewhere else so that people aren't pulling the dishes out and making a huge pile for you every night, even though there were plenty of dishes in the sink that could have been rinsed off and reused. Um, humans go for the path of least resistance. So when you have extra clean dishes just sitting in the cupboard, and of course, mom's going to wash them, (laughs) then that's what they're going to grab. So the dishes is another one. And then I'd say the third one is the laundry. Um, simplifying that, getting rid of the clothes that people aren't actually wearing, um, getting rid of some of the stuff in your kids' drawers and your drawers. Um, it does make for less laundry and you're probably only wearing 20% of what you own anyway. 
Yeah. Oh, totally. I definitely do. Um, (laughs) So changing your relationship to stuff is a huge part of minimalism, but I know that it goes deeper than that. It goes deeper than decluttering your home. So can you talk to us more about that? Yeah. And that's the, the beautiful thing about minimalism and simplicity is that it's really good to start at home. Like I always say it all starts at home, but you can't stop there. It's just natural for you to, to realize like you just get, there's so many epiphanies along the way. Like just like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe that I had all those dishes and I only needed these ones. Like I was so scared to let go, but I did. And look at what a difference in my day. And you just kind of have these like light bulb moments over and over again. And so of course you just naturally start to wonder what would happen if I did this with my schedule? What would happen mm-hmm. if I did this, if I simplified um, my health? So a few years ago at that point in time, um, I was really unhealthy, really overweight and just like, oh, eating healthy is too complicated. I don't know what to do. I can't afford it. And I just, you know, whatever. And I started to wonder, what if I just simplified it? What if I just ate the best choice that I could at that meal? What if I just went for walks and got away from the kids for a few minutes and just walked? And I simplified that area of my life and lost like 50 pounds. So mm-hmm. it's, it's amazing. Like there's just epiphany after epiphany after epiphany in your life because you just keep, it's a domino effect. Yeah. Um, you can absolutely take the minimalist lifestyle and apply it to your schedule, your relationships, even just toxic people, obligations that are just draining you. It causes you to put your life under this light of, is this going to take me where I want to go when I'm, when all is said and done, when I'm 80, is this where I want to go? Yeah. Yeah. We've definitely found that when we came up with our list of values for our family, it helped us to say no to a lot of things and say yes, specifically to the things that mattered to us. And it was so refreshing to be able to um, eliminate the angst around decision-making. And then we've even taken like the values, the mission statement, which is all stuff that's good to create. And we've boiled it down to one word so that we're not overthinking, you know, especially when your kids are younger, you're not overthinking what your family stands for. You have this one word that like pushes them out into the world and and says what they're about. And I I love the idea of applying this minimalism to like every single aspect of your life in order that you can be more intentional and be who you want to be. Yeah, exactly. And it really, I mean, it really works for everything. We homeschool and Mm -hmm. that whole ball game can just get real cluttered, real overcomplicated, really fast. And (laughs) it, I think, and it's not just homeschooling, it's just the example I'm using, but in parenthood in general, it's like a pull to give your children the best and make sure that you have what you need to give them the best and be the best. And it just is like more and more and more. And it's like, what if we just shushed all of that and said, what is, what's essential? What's serving us? What are the must haves and the must do's? Mm -hmm. And if you're feeling overwhelmed, um, you know, your listeners, if they're feeling overwhelmed and they're just like drowning, ask yourself that about your entire life. What if you just cleared it away and only kept like, what is the must do's for you? Not what your Mm -hmm. mother-in-law says, Mm -hmm. not what your father says, not even, you know, what your best friend says, but just what does what do you feel is the best and the must use in each area of your life? And why are you even doing anything else? It's a waste. Yeah. And if we feel overwhelmed, think about how our kids feel. I know there's times when my kids are like, mom, like, where are we going today? And why do we have to go there? And yeah, if we, if we're experiencing it, they're feeling it too. Absolutely. And they feel that you feel it Yeah, because you're the backbone of your family and they just, it's all, that's another domino effect. The kids and 
has been and your just your household vibe totally picks yeah. up what you're feeling. And eventually becomes a habit that I think takes some time to break. Um, yeah. When you, when you finally start to get it right there, it takes time. <laughs> we used yeah. to be late pretty often. And our kids, we finally decided as a family, we weren't going to do it anymore. And when we started being on time for things, I found that my kids would still jump in the car and be like, let's go, let's go, let's go. I'm like, no, 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 we're on time. Like we had to practice being on time, being free of those things that were holding us back before. Um, yeah. And so habits need to be broken, but they're good. Absolutely. Good to break. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you mentioned routines earlier. So uh, definitely one of the ways to build a strong culture is through routines. So what are some of the routines that you can't live without and how have they impacted your family? That's such a great question. So the first one that pops into my head is a routine that's just for me. Um, so in the morning and different seasons of my life, it's looked a little bit different. Um, I used to get up super early in the morning and do this, but now I kind of, I was still doing that and I enjoy the early morning hours, but it just kind of felt like I'm, I'm like exhausting myself and waking up at 5am and my son is about to turn four. Like I just didn't really have little babies anymore that I needed to get ahead of. Um, and so I was like, Oh, I wonder what happened if I slept till like seven. So I don't really, <laughs> I don't really like get up super, super early anymore, but um, no matter what time I get up over the years, I have this morning ritual where I will read a book for a few minutes, take a walk outside, just pray, get my mind right, um, meditate, and just kind of let the Lord show up in my day, um, and just kind of journal, um, just get look at my schedule. Like I show up ahead, mm-hmm. and I know what's coming, and. I mean, it sounds like a lot, but it's really just like five to 15 minutes of each of those things that I listed. So it's like a good hour of just like, you know, getting my mind right, getting Mm -hmm. myself ready for the day. Um, And it's awesome. And the kids see me doing that and I can show up better. So that's my, I think if I only had to pick one routine, it would be that just getting up and having that morning time because I'm such a better mom for Mm -hmm. that. Um, and then also at night I put in a load of laundry before I go to bed and I start the wash. And then in the morning, one of the first things I do is I switch it. And then before I go to bed again that night, I get it out and fold it and put it away. So there's one load of laundry happening every day. Mm -hmm. And that is just the simplest thing. It doesn't take me long at all. It gets laundry completely off of my brain. Like I never, ever, ever have like a, Oh, I got to catch up or where's your baseball uniform everything is done all the time. And it's just like a couple minutes, a couple of times a day. Um, and I'll even have like my husband or daughter fold and put it away if I need to, but it's like, Mm -hmm. that's getting done. And it's off of me. Like, it's weird to me when somebody says, Oh, I have to have a laundry catch up day. Like, I'm like, I remember that. Don't do it that way. Yeah. I think those are the ones that are like, the crux of our family. It just keeps everything running smoothly. Oh yeah. The impact of that's huge. I mean, I like two things you said. I love that you said that you take time to allow the Lord to show up in your day. Cause I think sometimes there's too much pressure to like tick boxes off when it comes to that. And when it comes to your yes. devotional time and quiet time. And I think it's really important um, for our listeners to know that in different seasons, your routines are going to look different and to not put pressure on yourself to do it the way you did it last year, because this year looks different. And the following year looks different, especially as your kids get older and our lives change. And so I think that's important to keep in mind. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you make it easy for people to start simplifying their life. So can you tell us about your resources and the uncluttered home course? 
Yeah. So I created your encluttered home. Actually, it was called purge your entire home, but I decided <laughs> that I didn't want the word purge in my course. Yeah. Right. That's so, so much scary. <laughs> yeah, totally. And then also the purge movies came out. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, like, I think I need to change this. Like I wasn't very good at marketing back then. Um, but I changed it to your uncluttered home. I made it like, I think I made it like three and a half years ago now, maybe even before. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just been, it's this big course that takes you through like the entirety of minimalism in your home. So it's the A to Z of just like, what is essential? What is the simplest way I could do this? What's serving me? Um, and it's, it's created by me. And so it's for mothers. Like it's yeah. for, I have students that are grandmothers and students that are single, but mainly they're mothers because it's about it's not about creating this joyless existence where you're counting how many genes you have and you're obsessing over this lifestyle. Um, I always kind of joke like, you know, have you ever met a vegan that's like so vegan and so hardcore about like mm-hmm. tell everybody and they like, they like, you kind of preach to everybody about yeah. why and it's minimalist can be like that. And it's super irritating. And it's not about that. It's about, like I said, just creating this intentional home so that you're living for what really matters to you and your stuff mm-hmm. is in its place. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just been finely tuned over the years. Now there's like a full house tour of my home because some of my students are visual learners so they can kind of see how it looks lived out. And, um, it's just everything. And this is a lifestyle switch. So people run into problems like, what do you do about birthday parties when everyone's giving your kid a bunch of crap that you know, you're going to get rid of. And it feels kind of weird. Like how do you navigate that without being weird? And I've done all that for years. Um, what if your husband's not on board? What if your kids are putting up a fight because they're older and you didn't start when they were young? There's all mm-hmm. these things that come with it. So it really is like, the end all be all of a mother that wants to simplify her home and become an intentional person with a minimalist, you know, atmosphere. That's what, that's what it's for. Um, but of course on my website, I have all these free resources too, to get you started. Um, if you just go to alleycasanza.com slash starter kit, that's mm-hmm. the best free resource to start with. Mm, it's incredible. And then I love listening to your podcast. So why don't you share a little bit about that too, for our listeners? Yeah, of course. Um, so the purpose show is what it's called. And, um, the whole idea of it is John 10, 10, that we are called to live an abundant life. And I feel like so often it's almost like moms think they're an exclusion from that promise. And we're not just because, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of our lives are servitude and giving and nurturing and kind of putting everyone first doesn't mean that it has to suck and be a drain and be awful. Like it's, that's where the abundance is. But Mm -hmm. if you're able to just do it in a way that is thriving so that you can show up and serve your family and nurture them and give mm-hmm. to them. Your well is filled up and your stuff isn't running you. You are yeah. running your day. Then you can live that place of servitude abundantly. And so it's really like, I mean, we cover everything, um, minimalism, time ownership, um, your home, your life, your heart, your faith, your marriage, um, everything. It's, 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 and really, I'm really proud of that show. Yeah, it's great. I highly recommend it. Thank you. So thank you for creating all of this for us. I think it's so important for us as families, especially, um, I mean, I know no matter where you live, um, people are living busy lives, but we're right outside New York City and it just, it's, it's a go, 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 you know, lifestyle. And so we do yeah. need to slow down and we need to take a look at our stuff and we need to take a look at what's in our lives and really get rid of what doesn't need to be there. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for being with us. Yeah, of course.
You can find Allie at AllieKazaza.com, on Instagram as Allie underscore that's me, and on Facebook as Allie Kazaza blog. If you've been inspired by this podcast to simplify your home, check out Allie's online course, Your Uncluttered Home. As a listener of the Family Culture Project podcast, you'll receive $30 off registration. You'll find the link to that and all the places you can find Allie in the show notes. The Family Culture Project has a great website, but do you know what's an even better one? My wife's. She's been at this blogging thing for a while now, and she has a lot of smart things to say about faith, family, and community. Aw, thanks, babe. When you're done listening to this episode, head over to KimberlyAmici.com and see what I'm talking about. And don't forget, family culture is not about perfect. It's about purpose. Hey, that's my line.